This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is a journey into sound. Much as you try to bury it, the truth is out there. The truth lives right here, Houston. On this day, I see clearly. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. Let's go! Hump day! Happy Wednesday, everybody. Sean Bajani, Patrick Creighton, Chris Santiago with you. 7 until 10. On Sports Radio 610. Good to be with you, my man. Um, you had a hell of a day. And I got to say, thank you for including me on the most important part of it. Because I know you were tied up in meetings all day for about, what, two hours in a single solitary room. Listening to all kinds of fun numbers. And I got to partake in the best part. Which was a little snack time. A little post-two-hour meeting drink time. I'm feeling good. Thank you, PC. The adult beverages in the house. That... Yeah. Is what we share the adult beverages and uh, Sean. That's why I love working Bajani. at a radio station. He walks in in the back of what we call the boss's bar. He walks in in the back and the eyes just pop. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, daddy's coming to town. You're going, and then and then when uh, one of the lovely ladies who works here is actually bartending and serving us, and you, you, the drinks are free. It's like I was waiting to be asked if you you didn't notice this part. I thought this is where you were going to go. I walk in and I'm leading the way <laughs> like you're behind me. And then I see the boss lady, Sarah Frazier, and then our program director, Parker. And I see Aaron, who's behind the bar. And I don't want to look like too excited about this situation, given that I was going to be on air in two hours, two and a half hours at that point. I casually walked over there and I leaned out, looked, take in, took in the view a little bit and just kind of uh, hung around the bar a little bit. And Aaron said, hey, do you want to drink? And I said, yes, I do. Yes. As if that question had to be asked, right? Yes. Hey, do you want it? Yes. I had to wait for somebody of higher importance than I to ask me if I wanted a drink. I didn't want to say, hey, give me, let me have a drink. You and, beer? Uh, and by the way, congratulations to Erin Kapner. She, yeah. uh, she won an award today. Oh, yeah? Was it for what? Being a badass? Being like, a badass. What? Yeah. All right. I don't know. I don't need to know what it was actually for. Third time she's won this award, no less. For being badass. For being a badass. Okay, all right. I thought I just made that up. We but got apparently... we got some peeps. Ah, I we know got we some do. Peeps. I know we do. I uh, did Tyler win an award? I heard Tyler won an award. He did for war being for also being a badass. A badass. Um, B Scott won an award for being for being a badass. Chris, where you at, bro? Congratulations to B. Scott and T-Mail, man. They deserve it. They deserve it. Hey, your time is coming. And you know what That's they did? Right. You know what Tyler did when he won? What his speech was? What's that? His speech was he shouted out Figgy Fig. <laughs> Why? Because he, he said Figgy was a badass. Because <laughs> he owed it all to Figgy, probably. That's yeah. another badass right there. It too. is. Like, where's Figgy Fig at? Like, did Figgy he get fig. Did he get his props today? Aside from Tyler? He, he did not. He, Figgy did not win an award. 
And Tyler was like, man, I know everything. That's a I, damn shame. Tyler was like, everything I know, I learned from Figgy Fig. And he shouted out Figgy. There you go. And then B. Scott got in on it. And both of those two guys gave gave Figgy some love. Tyler's still here, by the way, because all the... Uh, so the alcohol's still <laughs> here. Everything's still flowing down there. Let's just be real. No. There's free booze. He ain't leaving. I got here way early today. Like, right around the top of the hour at 4 o'clock, I think. And which was the perfect time y'all were breaking. The uh, drinks started flowing then. So Tyler is partaking now. I know you literally got here. Like the meeting ended probably like four o'clock. Perfect timing. And then we all went over to the boss's yeah. bar over there on that side of the building. So as you got here, you got here like at the exact right time. That's when everybody was about to go be a degenerate alcoholic. <laughs> I know. I love it, man. Uh, 713-572-4610. Open the phone lines. You got to get through the gatekeeper. He is Chris Santiago, our producer. You want to be a part of the show, hit us up. You can call. You can text 713-572-4610. Hit us up on Twitter, X, whatever you call it these days. I will never go X. I will always call it Twitter. I always thought doing X was something different. It used to be. I, I don't know if it's still a thing or not, but uh, you can do X with us at P. Creighton, the number one, if you'd like to hit Patrick up, at Sean Bajani for myself. Uh, on Twitter. You can also watch us on Twitch. Just search 610. That's 610 Houston. And you can see our beautiful faces there as well as YouTube. Just uh, search Sports Radio 610 on YouTube. You can dial us up that way. We'll uh, update you throughout the evening on the uh, Rockets and Pelicans. Houston hosting New Orleans uh, tonight at 7 o'clock. Toyota Center, second of a brief three-game homestand before they hit the road for four. Uh, so we'll keep you up to date on that, see if they can pick up win number dose on the heels of uh, just blasting the brakes off of the uh, Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James the other night. Quick question for you. Uh-huh. Since I'm not back long enough to really answer this. Yeah. Uh, 610 personality, producers included, 610 personality most likely to do X on a weekend. Tyler. <laughs> that didn't take long. <laughs> Throwing Tyler under the bus. That was an easy one. Tyler, the thing, the cool part about Tyler, he's down for anything and everything whenever. Doesn't matter. I mean, he's he's here, he's working, but he's also uh, socializing yeah, He's working as on well. a bottle of Tito's is what he's working <laughs> on. <laughs> He'll go back to work here uh, shortly. He might even take a drink with him to do that, but... Tyler is down literally for anything and everything. So, yeah, that was an easy one. Ah, he's good peeps, though. He is great. We have a lot of great people up here, man. Um, two weeks away, my man. Two weeks away. Hold on. I know that. Turn that up. C-Sex, turn that up. This is my favorite ACDC song of all time. Favorite? They got a lot. They do. A ton. But this is my favorite. All right. Because it's got the bagpipes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. This was... This was a all-time great Bon Scott song. Uh-huh. So, they're sitting around one day, and, and mm. one of the the guys like, "Hey, Bon, you used to be in a in, in a bagpipe band, right?" Now, he didn't play the pipes; he played <laughs> drums. But uh, they sit around, and he's like, "Okay, so they're trying to get, let's put bagpipes into a song." So Bon Scott runs out and buys like the most expensive bagpipe set that he could get. Right? There's not a whole lot. Yeah. Spends like $1,500 on this thing. Trying to put it together. It took him hours to figure out how to put the stupid thing together. It doesn't together. come pre-assembled? No, come on. You have to put it together. On top of that, he had no idea how to play. Of course. So yeah. he taught himself how to play the bagpipes. Wow. 
just so they could do this song. That's awesome. And after his untimely passing, uh, when Brian Johnson took over as the lead singer of ACDC, they retired this song from live play. Because nobody could play the bagpipes. Well, it's considered Bond's song. Oh, yeah. So as like a tribute to him, they don't play this song live. Do you know that they would blow absolutely blow the roof off of any place that they, if they brought this back oh, and had somebody play the back it'd be un- for that. unbelievable i saw acdc the last time that they came through houston and it's probably been maybe five years ago now um and we got so lucky because me and mandy got them like maybe two weeks before brian johnson had lost his hearing had all those issues. And then uh, who was the guy that uh, took over lead singer form for Axel like... Axl Rose. Axl Rose, yeah. Took him took over for like, I guess like a year plus. Yeah, that, that, the rest of that like tour. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope they come back. Because, you know, they came out with a new album. I don't know if you heard it. Like last year, I think it was, maybe around this time. And it's fire. They have like four or five really good songs. They there's, need to play those live. There's an old interview from, from England where this is like snooty music review guy. Mm-hmm. And he's doing an interview... Uh, with Angus Young, and he's like, "Well, so Angus, you got ten albums that sound exactly the same." And he says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> we have eleven albums that sound exactly the same." <laughs> he owned it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just like like we have eleven, and screw you. That's well, awesome. You know, they, these guys are such badasses. That is great, man. Uh, yeah, good choice on the music, Chris. Chris is knocking it out of the park. He is knocking it out of the park. Uh, I was going to say two weeks. You know what happens in two weeks, right? In two weeks, everyone invades Florida. Yeah, there you go. And I don't mean migrants. There you go. I mean baseball. I'm on countdown watch. We invade Florida because pitchers and catchers are back. Yes. Let me ask you something. Because, look, I'm a baseball guy. uh To me, the day that... The Texan season ends mm-hmm. is the season. day Astros season starts. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 100%. 100%. Hopefully, in the coming years, we get to push that back a little further. I wouldn't mind if, if it started like the middle of February. I'd be I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Dude, could you imagine? Like, boom. Super Bowl's over, and in a week and a half later, pitchers and catchers report. Let's go. Super Bowl, two days later, pitchers and catchers. <laughs> Let's go. Yes. It will happen. It will happen one day, hopefully much, much sooner than it later. It will happen for the team in Houston long before it happens for the team in Arlington. Boom. There you go. I I think you could book that one. I think you can book that one. You know, and speaking of the Texans, this was crazy to me. Uh, I don't know where I saw this. Maybe it was last night. Somebody put something on Twitter, probably this morning, I'm guessing. Do you realize how how good things are right now in the city of Houston. Things are so freaking good. We're celebrating the one-year anniversary of hiring a damn head coach. <laughs> like, it was a damn good head coach it was, hire. It was a damn good hire. It was the best hire of the whole cycle. I mean, did we do this back in the day, like after Gary Kubiak had been here for a year? I know damn sure we didn't do it for Bill O'Brien. And that's really all you had. Dom Capers, gotta love you, my man. We celebrated maybe one year of the franchise, you know, of its uh, birth. I'm sure we did that many, many years ago. But one year of hiring D'Amico Ryans 
That is what we are celebrating today, apparently. And you know what? I guess I'm all here for it. I mean, I saw on the uh, one of the post-show emails, Ben Gary, the morning show producer for Payne and Pendergast, had sent out the voicemail that apparently Cal McNair left Sean Pendergast the day that he hired D'Amico Ryans, which was very cool for Cal to allow Sean to play. Um, just kind of one of those enjoyable moments. I wanted to play this. D'Amico Ryans, um, when he was hired, the day of, Cal and Hannah came in this very studio and sat down with Ron Hughley and Clint Sterner on the drive. Take a listen. It's an exciting day for us. So I'm like, just so you know, I'm an eternal optimist. Uh, but really, I wait until signatures are on the line that we know for sure, you know, we got it done because uh, there are a lot of places he could have gone. And, but he, he wanted to be here. We wanted him to be here. And it really worked out. And we're, we couldn't be more excited to have him here. Boom. Yeah, I was so excited. I thought he was in studio, but he was on the phone, actually. He comes in all the time. Um, that was great. Since AP Coach of the Year finalist, Pro Football Writers of America Coach of the Year, first rookie head coach and quarterback to win their division in NFL history. One year ago, man, that's a cool moment. One of the best things to me about the D'Amico, just the timeline, mm-hmm. is if you remember like two weeks before D'Amico got hired, by the Texans. There yeah. were all these reports coming out. D'Amico would never work for the Texans. That, doesn't yeah. respect the organization. Still bitter about having been traded and then you know, the injury that he suffered on the field. And there's no way he would ever work for the Texans. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, he's Texas head coach. Then add in the fact that we now have video of D'Amico last year with J.J. Watt in the game the Niners played against the Cardinals. Yes. Where J.J. is like, go make Houston great again. And, like, they were talking about it already. And I remember when when Miko got hired, J.J. did an interview. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how, you know, Miko was always capped. Right? He was yeah. always capped in the team. The reason he bought his first house was because D'Amico Ryans told him to buy. He bought the house across the street from D'Amico Ryans. <laughs> right? So he he bought the yeah. house exactly where D'Amico Ryans told him to buy the house, like when he bought his first house here. Like, you know, D'Amico and JJ are are super boys. Yeah. So that the JJ, there's video of him this from last season where he's like, go make you. You know they were talking about it. Like that yeah. relationship between J.J. and D'Amico and the relationship between D'Amico and the Texans. The fact that there were reports by credible people Mm -hmm. in the NFL that were so wrong. Yes. Man, I love that. Ah, it was beautiful. I love that. It's beautiful. uh, Wear that L! For three years, those same people were so right about this organization and everything that they weren't doing. Um, I thought this was great. You know, this being the one-year anniversary of making one of the most important hires in its franchise history, I think it's a little extra special given that everything that went down yesterday, just a couple of hours before we started our show involving a couple of Texans assistant coaches. Here's Cal talking about great teams having great coaches. You know, what's interesting is when you look at the teams that are playing, they have really great head coaches, but also great coordinators. And um, I think that's really key to us and where we want to go, because like you say, we got the big the big guy 
and now we need to surround him with a really strong staff. We've been working on that. He, he and Nick have really been talking about that a lot today while I wound up working on contracts. So <laughs> he had the fun part. But yeah, we know we know that's important. And the teams that are playing now have, have are really strong in that area. And that'll be you know our, our next focus. And it'll be a lot of fun. We'll get to interview those guys and uh, come out with the strongest staff as we can put together. Again, that was a year ago on the phone right after uh, Cal McNair and the Texans hired D'Amico Ryans. And then you fast forward. We spent the last couple of weeks freaking out, worrying about it. You're going to lose those great coaches that you had yet to even interview. Bobby Slowick, Gerard Johnson, worried about the success that they had alongside C.J. Stroud in this offense. And you hear the word yesterday, yep, they got new contracts with the Texans. Uh, they've taken their name out of the hat of various openings around the league, and Bobby Sloak, Gerard Johnson are going to remain here with the Texans. That's huge. Don't That's- know what you talk about, man. Never a doubt. Never a Never doubt, doubt, baby. Come Never on. a doubt. <laughs> they were always coming back. Never a doubt. I got to tell you, man, uh, it, it's a beautiful thing. One thing I was thinking about with D'Amico Ryans, I have to admit, this was a question and, you know, a topic that I was probably involved in on these airwaves talking about a year ago or so. I didn't think a head coach, like a coach of any sort, would generate any excitement to any really level that it certainly that it did with D'Amico Ryans, but it did. Like you hiring D'Amico Ryans generated a level of excitement that I don't think really could be matched in a lot of places around the league. Certainly, it couldn't even be touched with the candidates that were available last year at this time in the hiring cycle. We talked about guys like Sean Payton, right? Um, D'Amico was one of the favorites. Who was the other guy? Uh, it, was, it was Sean Payton, and then well, there was... Sean Payton was a bit because you would have to give him draft compensation to get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send a contract. So Sean Payton, uh, Ben Johnson from the Lions, who eventually withdrew his name and decided to stay yeah. in uh, in Detroit, and then the first time, yeah. um, I'm blanking on the guy the who guy's went to name. Indy, Jonathan Gannon. Gannon went yeah. to Arizona. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was and, Gannon and Steichen, and, and Steichen. Shane Steichen, Steichen yeah. who yeah. went to Indy. Yep, yep, exactly. It was it was all of those guys, and there's probably another one or two that I'm forgetting that you know we'd spent a lot of time talking about and convincing ourselves. You know what? Well, yeah, this would be great here. And, oh, but don't forget Frank Reich, who went to Carolina and is already out of a job. Yeah, right. I mean, maybe to a lesser degree, we mentioned him. Um, but D'Amico Ryans, like, I, I have to admit, I, I was wrong. I think a lot of people were wrong. Not only did he generate the excitement, but, I mean, it was compounded by C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, and everything that, you know, kind of came to be. The great job that Nick Casario and Ryans did together in uh, free agency uh, just this time last year. It, it turned out phenomenally. He didn't do it alone, but he certainly, you know, gets a lot of the credit, and I think will continue. And I'm talking about D'Amico. Um, it is the D'Amico factor. It, it absolutely look guys who are leaders of men are always successful as coaches. Mm-hmm. And D'Amico has literally been a captain. Everybody's looked at him as a captain and a coach since he's like 12 years old. Yeah, right. Uh, high school, college. NFL, everywhere this guy goes, people call him Cat for a reason. J.J. still calls him Cat. J.J. Mm-hmm. Watt still calls him Cat. Tells you all you need to know about the kind of man, the kind of leader, the kind of magnetism in his personality that you have in a guy like Tamika Ryan. People mm-hmm. want to play for him. No doubt. Well... That's what I want to talk about next, actually. People that want to play for D'Amico Ryans and the Houston Texans. 
There's a lot of needs like there are on a lot of different teams this time of year, but three impactful positions that need impact players. Who are they? We'll play a little game of three-man when we come back. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani. It's Area 45, Sports Radio 610. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. Uh, we'll see where all of our guys and all the positions on our, our team will look at the roster, myself and Nick, and see uh, where we are and where we have to improve our roster. And I think that's our job, you know, is to continue to improve our roster as best as we can. That was uh, Texans head coach D'Amico Ryans in the final availability to uh, put a cap on the 2023 football season just about a, a week or so ago. And look, that same press conference, PC, not once, but twice D'Amico Ryans talked about the importance um, that he was going to put a lot of resources into the front. And I think a lot of people, when they heard that, automatically thought defensive line. I think the front means the whole damn front, the front seven. I think he's looking at the D line. I think he's looking at linebacker. I think he knows they they, they need to improve significantly in, in those areas, various positions. So we're going to play a little bit of a game of three here this segment and if you guys want to participate with myself patrick creighton chris santiago you can do so hit us up 713-572-4610 on the text line you can also uh, message us on twitch pc's got that pulled up if you haven't found us on twitch yet 610 houston is how you can do it and you'll get a chance to see our pretty faces on there but um look let's start let's start with the d-line you want to start with the D-line? Start the D-line. Let's start with the D-line. So we'll give you three names, okay? And you got to give us an order, right, of one, two, or three in which you would like to have them, okay? Uh, I'll go Leonard Williams, DJ Reader, and Jadavian Clowney on that D-line. First guy I want is Leonard Williams. All right, that dude is an absolute hammer in the middle. Mm-hmm. 
And right now, you look at the Texans' interior defensive line. You got Malik Collins. You got Sheldon Rankins. Then there's kind of a huge drop-off. If you want to invest, as you've heard D'Amico say, you want to invest in the, the front, right? You want to invest in a line. You mm-hmm. want to invest in the middle of the field. You want to you, you want to have a strong stop on the run. You want to be able to push the pocket forward so quarterbacks can't step up to avoid the rush. You flush them outside. You've got to have more than just two bodies in the middle that you know can can give you results. You want to have guys that you can rotate in and out so guys stay fresh and you mm-hmm. always get that push. Sure. Getting a third legit interior defensive lineman is really important if you want to be able to have that kind of rotation. So I would go with Leonard Williams first. DJ Reader or J.D. Clowney? J.D. can play inside and outside Mm -hmm. and played really well this year for the Ravens. He's still quick enough to thwart the run anytime it comes out. He was always a great run stopper and a disruptor. Yep. And he is really good at getting to the quarterback from the inside. For whatever reason, I feel like he's he has more success from an interior position. I know that's not his preferred place to go, but he has more success as an interior rusher than he does as an exterior rusher. Yeah, I mean, I think it's his frame, right? You know, the ability to kind of slip through gaps, long arms, being able to create, you know, that separation and the quickness, that burst, right? I mean, you see it, but... I know what you're saying. I remember watching him here as a, as a Texan doing that a little bit, but what we saw from him in Baltimore, and I, I get it a little bit of a different system. They're asking him to do different things versus what they have on their defensive line. Man, he's just so good on the outside. Like, when you when you talk about a guy like Jadavian Clowney, and I included it because you wanted to include it in here, I just think of him as more of an outside guy, an edge rusher. See, I love the fact that he is as versatile as he is, and you can move him anywhere. Yeah. And that's why I would say J.D. Clowney, too. You know that probably like a one-year deal. I like D.J. Reader, but I'm concerned about the recent injury history. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, J.D.'s gotten further and further away from, from his injury history. D.J. Reader's smack in the middle of it right now. So even though I think highly of Reader, I would he would be third on my list. Man, I got to go Leonard Williams. He would be my one. Reader would be my two. And Clowney would be my three for reasons that I just explained regarding Clowney. And Reader, is, it's almost a stretch, you know, for me to have him at two because I, like you, worry a little bit about the injury history. I worry about some of the tread on the tires. I like Leonard Williams. I think the guy could be an absolute game changer. Malik Collins, by the way, isn't going anywhere. Sheldon Rankins coming off of one of the best seasons he's ever had in his career. Um... Didn't he miss? Did he miss like a game or two? I think this season. If he doesn't, he may be best, the best season that he ever had, which I think was his second year in the league. He just missed it by like a half a sack and maybe a couple of quarterback hits and TFLs. Like he was right there, man. This will be year number nine for Sheldon Rankins when he comes back, if he comes back, whoever he comes back for uh, this next season. I would love to see him back in a Houston Texan uh, locker room. I just thought he became an absolute leader, especially early on. One of those important veteran voices that was going to go out, nose to the grindstone, and get work done. He was a guy that D'Amico Ryans absolutely wanted. I wouldn't I wouldn't kick the idea out of bed if you brought Rankins back, whom I did not include on this list, but I might put as my number three behind Leonard Williams, DJ Reader, 
uh, is a Sheldon Rankins. Yeah, Rankins had six sacks this year, second most of his career. What did he have? Like the best is like six and a half, right? Is eight from 2018. Eight, okay. All right. And he played 15 games this year, 15 out of their 17 games. So he was mostly durable. He was pretty durable. He played 15 yep. games, drew durable, and he had an impact. I'd, uh, I'd love to see him be back. I'm coming off a one-year deal. I'd love to see him be back. I'd like to see them keep him and bring in another DT. You got to have at least three guys you know that you can roll through the middle, rotate them, and they're going to give you that level of production. When you get, you know, to to the other guys on that defensive front, like you know, your Kurt Heinish, uh, your your Khalil Davis, they just they don't have the same production as Malik and Rank. No, and I don't think. Those guys are nice in spots, right? And we saw that this year. You're talking about an every-down type of a guy. And I know they like to rotate guys. But, I mean, predominantly, you know what you had in the middle. It was Malik Collins. It was Sheldon Rankins. Those are your two uh, big dogs, right? I don't know if Heinish ever turns out to be one of those guys. I don't think Khalil Davis ever turns out to be one of those guys. Tier Tart, look, he was nice when you had him. But, again, in spots, you got to go get Dudes. And you can do some funky stuff when you line up three defensive tackles and then overload one side with like two two edge rushers. Remember, you can do some funky stuff and mess yeah. up other teams' protections. People were talking about the Texans maybe exploring that idea against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, it, that was just given that, you know, look, you knew Will Anderson and Jonathan Grenard were banged up. They weren't going to be anywhere near 100%. Maybe you should do that and get the best you possibly could. Yeah, like you're saying, overload one side and really throw Lamar Jackson and the Ravens for a loop with uh, some exotic looks. You know, maybe uh, hindsight's 2020. You wish you would have done that now. But I don't think, like, D'Amico's going to rest on any laurels from what the defense accomplished this year. It's always about trying to get better. And you know this. They've significantly got to improve the running back position. In fact, I'll play a little D'Amico cut for you. Here's D'Amico talking about the run game and the need to improve it this offseason. The running game will be uh, significant for us to improve upon. I think as you see as you go throughout this game, especially in the postseason, right, teams that win games, you got to be able to run the football, right, and sustain it. And we weren't able to accomplish that versus the Ravens, and it showed up. So we have... Definitely areas to improve, uh, many different areas, but run game is one of those areas for sure. Well, you know, at least contractually, Damian Pierce, who is their uh, former fourth-round pick, will be entering year three this year for the Texans. He'll be back until he's not. Devin Singletary is a free agent. So I've got three names for you. Austin Eckler, mm. Saquon Barkley, mm. Derrick Henry. Oh, I know Derrick Henry's a favorite for a lot of people around here. I just worry about that dude being on the wrong side of 30 now, and he's got a lot of tread taking off those tires. Look, those are three impact players. Yeah. But number one's got to be Barkley. He's the youngest. He's the most dynamic. He's, at this point, the one guy that you feel could take it to the house. Any carry, any reception. Mm Mm-hmm. If he could just play behind a non-absolute trash line that's going to get him killed and maybe have a real quarterback for once. Yeah, which he will if he comes here. Man, <laughs> to me, I feel like Saquon coming to the Texans would be like McCaffrey going to the Niners. Everyone's like, oh, McCaffrey, he's always hurt. Why are they giving up so much? Dude, McCaffrey's been pretty damn durable playing in San Francisco where they actually have an offensive line and they have a quarterback who get him the football. Yeah. You know, Coming to, coming to Houston, 
Saquon Barkley is going to play the best quarterback he's ever had, probably the best receiving group he's ever had. Watch him suddenly be healthy. Is it short-sighted of me to agree with you on Barkley for this reason in that because he is younger and I know he's got the injury history, I I worry about it less because of the age. He's 26. I think will be 27 this next NFL season, whereas a guy like Austin Eckler, who I really like, and I think can do a lot of the similar things in terms of being a game-breaker and a game-changer, he's 28. Okay, still young, still a guy that I would really like. I would play a game of Russian Lourette with those two guys. Like, you know, pick. I don't I don't really care at the end of the day, but I really would like Barkley because of the age. Here's but like, I think Eckler's a really talented guy. He's got a lot of tread on those tires. Yeah. Eckler is, you know, what, two years older than Barkley. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who's been the bell cow where he's had, you know, a, a thousand yards rushing and a hundred receptions. He's a Excellent pass catcher. He's not as good running the football anymore as he used to be. Still a great pass catcher, and he's hurt at least four games every year. Henry came into this season banged up Mm -hmm. and got stronger as the year went on. Um, He's the oldest of the group, but he's, man, remember early in his career, he was not the bell cow guy. They were always running, running back by committee early in his career. So he didn't, rack up the miles quite as fast because his first couple of seasons he was sharing time. Yeah. He's so damn big and and still has the speed and just plows through guys. And he's a better receiver than people give him credit for. If if you said to me it had it could be if it's not Barkley and you said, well you could have Derrick Henry on a one year deal. Or you could have Austin Eckler, but it would be a three year deal. I would take Derrick Henry on the one-year deal. If it could be Henry versus Eckler one year, then I think I'd probably go to Eckler because I think Eckler a little younger. Would I'm going to get? I might get a little bit more out of him, but I think Derrick Henry still has at least one more season where he can be a boss because coming from the lousy year the Titans had mm-hmm. this year to go from last place to first place yeah. and play with Stroud and that offense. And the opportunity, I think he'll get a bounce. Just for one more year, I think he'd get a bounce, but that one year might be it. Yeah. Is that one, is next year that one year where you'd want to theoretically take a chance on a guy like Derrick Henry, though, to get, squeeze every last little bit you possibly could out of him? Is that the year next season? Because I don't know that it is for the Texans. Like, that kind of a move feels like one that you'd make if you're like one or two players away. There is a lot of holes to be filled on this roster right now. Literally, like they've got like what 40, 40 guys under contract right now going See, into this offseason. Because of Henry's age, he's not that player. To me, if you're like, you know, one or two guys away from having a killer offense, mm-hmm. you go to Saquon Barkley. Because you're not looking at, if you're not looking at Saquon Barkley, if you're going, quote, next tier, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think Derrick Henry is probably a tier and a half to two tiers below Saquon Barkley. I think Barkley would be tier A. Eckler would be, I don't want to say tier B, but like 1B. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And then... And then Henry would be then the next tier underneath Eckler. 
I think Henry is a guy you look at him and say, he's a little older. I could probably get him on, on some kind of a value. Like, you're not going to pay him $10 million. You might pay him four or five. So if mm -hmm. I, you, you get him from a one-year deal, five million bucks, and he's motivated because he's coming from a bad team, going to a good team, going to get more opportunity, going to be the lead dog, going to have a great quarterback. I think you could get one more really kick-ass year out of Derrick Henry. Uh, and then after that, you, you'll start to see the, the, the slide again. But still be a productive player. He just won't be the, the, the king yeah. that I think Barkley could be the king. Yeah. Uh, you made me think on that last one, especially how you framed the uh, potential contract situation between Henry and guys like Eckler and Barkley. That's interesting. We might revisit this later on. Uh, maybe I have some more thinking to do on it. We want to hear from you. Who would you like? 713-572-4610. You can hit us up via the text line or on Twitch as well. We've got it pulled up. Uh, quick score update. Rockets trailing the Pelicans at home at the end of one right now. 33-25. to 25. We'll continue to keep you updated on what's going on at Toyota Center. Good start, by the way, for Jalen Green. 13 first quarter points. He's got the shot working tonight. Getting to the bucket as well. He already had a hammer within the first couple of minutes. Uh, coming up next, the Astros made a trade today. I need to know because sometimes these under the radar deals are more meh than yeah. What do you think it is? What does PC think? It's next at Sports Radio 610. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. Bajani and Creighton back with you. It's Area 45, Sports Radio 610. I mentioned this right off the top, man, because we're excited about it. Two weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Astros, spring training. It's going to be on February 14th. Full squad workout February 19th. And before you know it, a month and change, you've got opening day against the New York Yankees. How about that, man? It doesn't does it get any better than that? A four game series to start the baseball season at home against the New York Yankees? I don't think so. How many of those are gonna be national games? Uh I don't know like the actual day that it starts, but I mean you're gonna they're gonna starts be on, on Thursday. Thursday, so Thursday night. I guess Saturday su Sunday Sunday. I, I Sunday haven't night looked baseball? at the schedule. I'm going to bet that's a Sunday night game. What, Thursday, are they, like, starting? Well, no, because they would do, they would do, like, the World Series winner. Like, that would probably get, like, the marquee, like, opening day. Yeah, like. Thursday's a day game. So, yeah, not that one. Sunday, Sunday night baseball, Astros-Yankees, conclusion of the four-game set. I could totally see that. Why not? You know what? I'm going to pull up the Astros, because like I said, I haven't looked Let's at go. it yet, But I want to I wanna take a peek and see what they're, that, that first... 
So Thursday the twenty eighth of March, mm-hmm. three ten start. Okay. They are Friday night, Saturday six fifteen, Sunday one ten. So no, no Sunday night baseball. That's not a Sunday night baseball. These are none of these are are quote ESPN games. And it's too late in the game to have one of those. Their first change. ESPN game is Sunday, April seventh, Sunday night Jeez. baseball in Arlington. Astros and Yankees is not going to be seen by a national audience to start this baseball season. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Hey, you got to play into it. I think uh, we all fully expect the Strohs to do that. Uh, Dude, their April schedule, the first half of their April schedule, uh-huh. Yankees, Jays, yeah. in Arlington, in KC, home against the Junk Grabbers, <laughs> home against the Braves. Yeah, man. Like, of their first six series, five of those teams... Five of them are against really good teams. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Astros going to be on a six-man rotation, and Jose Abreu is going to be killing it at first base and at the plate. It's going to be great. We're going to be feeling really good about our ball club because of that tough road to start and what the Astros are going to do to those teams. It's going to be fantastic. Under Joe Espada's first year as manager, uh, they made a trade today, and I feel like a lot of people – um, you know, just kind of kick this one under the carpet a little bit. You can, Looking at the numbers of uh, one Trey Cabbage, whom the Astros acquired, he's uh, kind of a utility guy, infield, outfield guy, first base, played all over the place in the outfield this past year in the uh, Los Angeles Angels system. They got him from the Angels in exchange for uh, right-hander Carlos Espinosa. Cabbage is 26, though. Spent the entire season last year with the uh, Angels in their system. Uh, I think he played in like 22, 23 ball games up at the big club. But you look at those AAA numbers, man. I mean, they're kind of sexy. Here you go. 107 games, 128 hits, 30 bombs, 89 RBI, slashed 306, 379, and a 596 OPS. And as I mentioned, played primarily first base. Also, no, saw time. That's all over a nine seventy five OPS. He had a five ninety six slugging. Sorry, yeah, nine nine seventy five OPS uh, at Salt Lake. And look. PCL is a hitter's right. league, but he had 30 homers and 32 stolen bases and yeah. 35 attempts yeah. in 418 at-bats. Mm-hmm. Those are serious freaking numbers. Yeah. All right. This is, you know, When we talk about like how Jake Myers has really good numbers at, at AAA, mm-hmm. this is Jake Myers on steroids. But not even, though, because he's had barely a cup of coffee at the big league level. You know? Right. Well, that's it. So he's a guy who's going to be 27 in May. But he had, you mentioned he played 22 games with the with the Halos last year, except he only got 53 at-bats, mm-hmm. which means a lot of those games were pinch hit, defensive replacement. Exactly. Uh, didn't really get con- any kind of consistent playing time. So he's had 53 major league at-bats, period. Mm-hmm. His minor league numbers from last year at Triple Eight, at Triple Eight were really strong. The year before, at Double A, his numbers were really strong. He had an OPS of almost 1,100. So, can it translate, right? The, the One of the biggest questions we're talking about with, with Jake Myers, here's a guy who who smashes the snot of the ball at double at AAA, mm-hmm. but hasn't been able to find the translation the last two years at the major league level, and he's had a lot of opportunity to do it. Dana Brown said he wanted to find a left-handed hitting outfielder uh, with speed, 
can play the corners. Here's a guy who can play both corners, has a lot of speed, also has power, has raked at the minor league system. Is this guy a late bloomer or is he a 4A player? Well, they, this is a high risk, a high high reward, low risk. Right? They didn't give up much to get him. No. If he turns out that he can translate 75% of what he did at AAA, that's a steal. Oh, my God, yes, it's a steal. And here's the, here's the question for me, because I've heard a lot more chatter about Jacob Melton, uh, you know, one of their top minor league prospects, the Astros, the expectations. I, I think even Dana Brown's, you know, talked about him a little bit here recently. They're looking forward to seeing him in spring training. What do you think? I mean, because this is a legit, you know, 30-30 prospect. If, you know, everything that you just broke down uh, kind of translates to the next level, you know, look, because of his age, I feel like he's going to be given every opportunity to kind of make a jump and produce if there's a spot for him with the big club. What does that do to kind of the pipeline for guys like Jacob Melton, uh, like Joey Loperfito, like Will Wagner? Some of the Astros' top prospects, they're getting there, about time to see what they could do at the big league level. Is this a move that he could essentially kind of steal opportunity from them, at least in the early going? They're more likely to give him a shot than those other three right off the bat, are they not? So Melton's... A center fielder. And Cabbage is not a center fielder. So if if there was a situation where Cabbage was hitting mm-hmm. and forcing his way into the lineup, the decision then is, is Chaz also hitting? And the answer is probably yes. Is Myers hitting? The answer is likely no. Mm-hmm. Chaz becomes your center fielder. Uh, Cabbage goes into left. Jordan's DH. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melton is their future center fielder. Right. He's a guy who has power and speed last year. Uh, 23 homers, 46 stolen bases, but he also pl- played the majority of the season at high A. He's only 20. He's going to be 23. Mm-hmm. So he's likely a full year away from getting the shot at the major league level. The next guy from the minors uh, to get a shot, like if, if for whatever reason, let's say uh, Myers completely flames out, is probably Pedro Leon. Leon has power. He has speed. He's an elite defensive player. He's got a cannon for an arm. He has a really sharp eye at the plate. Mm-hmm. Problem is his hit tool is, well, not that great. <laughs> he's not a guy who swings and misses at pitches outside the zone, mm-hmm. but he swings and misses at pitches inside the zone. Yeah. He just flat out misses pitches he should crush. He might hit him later on, but he's a high strikeout guy, not because he's waving and stuff out of the zone. He misses pitches he should hit because mm-hmm. his hit tool is not that great. So, for example, last year uh, at Sugarland, he hit 244. Now he had a 343 on base. It's on base. Talking about Leon right now? Yeah, he's 100 points higher than his average because he's a high walk guy. He walked 63 times, but he struck out 160 yeah. times. Way too much. Uh, his. His OPS was under 800, which, you know, under 800 in the PCL, Yeah, eh, not that great. Not that great. No, it's not. 21 homers, 23 doubles, 21 steals. Uh, He's got a lot of tools, but he hasn't shown the ability to just make consistent contact. Uh, See what he looks like this spring, because he looked good last spring. If he can show something in the spring, 
He might get a look. Keep in mind, he's now 26 himself. Yeah. Uh, when they signed him, you remember Jeff Luno saying, hey, if this guy was in the draft, he'd be a top five pick. Mm. When they got him, he was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Well, he's 26 now. Remember, they were moving around, having him play second, having him play short. You know, so I think he might be the next guy because I think Melton is a full year away from being ready to play the major league level. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, man. Uh, that's that's kind of what I'm looking forward to spring training the most in terms of the position players, non-pitchers, right? Because we know there's plenty to keep an eye on uh, with the Astros hurlers. But yeah, you have to think about what's it going to look like in the next you know, year, two, three years down the road. A lot of these guys could be up contributing. I thought Leon had an opportunity uh, to crack it last year because he he had an incredible spring. And the Astros ended up going with uh, Justin Durden, I think, uh, on their opening day roster. They brought him up pretty early. He had a good spring, but I thought Leon uh, should have earned that spot. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani, Sports Radio 610. You are listening to Area 45. We came under heavy scrutiny earlier today by the gentleman on the drive, one Ron Hughley and Clint Sterner, the agitator, brought you into it. PC, you've been doing the show not even a full week, and they wanted to absolutely rake you over the coals, my man. Well, I already? Took a, already. I oh, took we exception got, we to that. We're going to start some crap already? We fire back next. Y'all don't know who you're messing with. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 